All right, real quick, can you tell the listeners what they can look forward to this season? Well, one of the biggest things that I'm most excited about is about the fact that we want to keep the conversation going. Over the last three seasons, every single week, we get some text messages, DMs, comments, people that just are saying, I wish I could have had this conversation. I want to hear what other people are thinking about when it comes to the topic that was discussed, whether it be about money, sex, relationships, marriage, parenthood, entrepreneurship, career pivots, everything that we talked about, people have had comments that they want to share. That's how the comment section was even birthed. So now we're launching the listener lounge the listener lounge is going to be our private community where those of you that are listening to the show you have an opportunity to literally discuss every episode ask questions we're going to be hosting some live q a's where we can talk together shoot you might even be able to be on the show as a live listener um and so we got some really exciting things that we're excited about but mostly being able to engage with you and hear your perspectives hear your enlightenments as we go through this season and the seasons to come and even last season and the season before that and before that so make sure you guys are tapped in at so let's talk about it pod.com and go ahead and get tapped in to the listener lounge okay so we're talking <laughs> we're talking about everything as far as would you date a bus driver would you date a bus driver do so you want my answer now no i don't um the premise the premise of the episode is really to respond to a viral clip that went crazy on the internet when a woman uh was talking to Ivanya. Well, how you say her name? Iyanla. Iyanla. Whatever. Iyanla. <laughs> and the question she asked, um, was it no Would you date a bus driver? I'm trying to remember the woman's name, but Oh. Uh insert name here. Yeah, we'll insert the name. But she asked her, she said, Would you date a bus driver? And her response sent the whole internet into a frenzy. A huge frenzy. Um, men were pissed. Um, men were triggered. Women were triggered. A lot of people was triggered off of this um, one response. Um, but I thought it was a valid question. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both have some thoughts on it, but I think it's time to talk about it. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> Just a little burp. <laughs> Roll the tape. Right. What's going on, everybody? We're your hosts, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I smell it. Oh, my God. It barely even came no, out. No, I smell it. Okay. I be doing that too. Like, no, your burps do stink. I'll anyway. burp and I'll, I won't even smell it. Meanwhile, the other person is about to pass. Right. But, um, yeah, so we're going to play the clip because everybody needs to hear what she said, how mm-hmm. she said it. Yeah. Would you date a bus driver? You. Would you date If a he bus owns driver? the bus. If he owns no. it. If he owns the bus. See, that's what's wrong. That's a problem. That's a problem because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. (laughs) I'm not talking about that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who Mm. we are as women and who they are in this society. I would date a bus driver Mm. if if he loved driving the bus, if he was a man of integrity, if he was good to his mama, 
if he treated me well, I would date a bunch. And I'll be curious to know what people's thoughts was mm-hmm. when it came to um, her asking, like, would you date a bus driver? And when you when I sent you the clip, what what was your initial reaction when you heard what she said? Well, I think one. Okay, you said initial, so not my processed thoughts. I want both, but okay. first, start so with the my initial response was like, "That's crazy," and not crazy in the sense of saying that you wouldn't date a bus driver. Because if you ask me that question, my answer is no. <laughs> my answer is just no. Her answer was, <laughs> "Why are you laughing?" No, no reason. That's just my answer. My answer is no. Okay, but it wasn't about that. Her answer was no, that wasn't her answer. Her answer was if he owned it. And it it brought me back to this whole sense of what is the dating standard where women want somebody who's established to that level. Now, processed? Yeah. Processed, if you look through the comments and now you understand the context, because I think obviously when it comes to social media, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to podcasts, when it comes to shows, when it comes to all of this stuff, you're going to post what you know is going to get engagement yeah, or absolutely. what you hope is going to get engagement. So a lot of people are responding out of context of the conversation. Right. And the conversation was actually about her personal levels of success and based off of her personal levels of success, how was what was her preference in the dating pool right so when you go based off of the actual context her levels of successes um which i don't know the details in 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 particular but let's say uh, i know she is at least worth multiple seven figures Mm -hmm. she's a lawyer i believe right right so you're you're a a big time lawyer you've made a lot of money and if your response to some like based off of age thinking of women let's say she's 34 35 Mm -hmm. right and you're you're a multimillionaire. Are you looking for a bus driver? No. And the way that the clip is curated is curated for what it did. It was it was it, what it was supposed to do. It did. She she had a long pause and was like, she kind of like because she her didn't want to just say no. She kind of rolled her eyes before she answered the question, like if he owned a bus. And that's like... right. And so that's the thing. The the post did what the whoever posted it originally and chopped it up how they did, where they did. It did what it was supposed to do. Absolutely. But in context, if you're looking at her life, I can't blame her for saying that's not my preference for where I am. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, there's a lot of mixed thoughts in regards to it because some people are like, well, why wouldn't you date a bus driver? What's wrong with a bus driver? See, that's, and men are like, that's women's problem. All they want us for is for our money. So the only way she'll date a bus driver is if he owned it. I'm like, he wouldn't be driving it if he owned it in the first place because that's weird in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody call out sick, might have to step in. I mean, yeah, I get that, (laughs) but he wouldn't be driving it more often. More often than not. Right. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with her comment. I think she should have just said no. Mm. but what i don't think i don't think her her saying no would have still had an uproar oh yeah but it was the fact that she said only if he was the owner of it only if he was prestige only if he was elite basically is what you're saying you're saying anybody who would be beneath the owner i could not do but in context to who her life is you know i don't i can't blame you for that being your preference so initial reaction my initial reaction mm-hmm. my initial reaction was like how dare she <laughs> why how dare she um because she immediately she immediately went to if he owned it and i think 
I think it's a bit it's a bit ignorant in a sense because just because you own it don't mean you making the most money. And I think she just went initially to who monetary. would be making the most money. Yeah, she went position. to initially the monetary gain mm-hmm. of it. Like who's making the most money? And my thing is she's about what forty something going on fifty maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't want to put her age out there. I said she was thirty five. You said she forty something going on fifty. She's definitely not thirty five. <laughs> That's for one thing. Let's be honest. She's not thirty five. We'll okay. put her real number her real age probably if we can find it. But um she if you've gone through life forty five and you've you had failed relationships and you don't have anybody right now, there has to be some internal um self realization. Yeah. And for me, what that what it said was, Oh, that's why she ain't got a man. Oh, that's what a lot of men said though. And 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 the thing is, it's not that it's not that her preference was wrong. It's her approach to it. So you're saying her tone wasn't proper and how she said it or how she went about it? Because how else do you personally express your basically you're saying that she was just distasteful in her desire to not have that she was distasteful and she was also um dismissive mm, she I was distasteful and dismissive to um the hard-working man you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you went straight to the owner but what if the owner was a cheater so the bus driver he was it would be faithful to you he provided he provided money, you know what I'm saying? He provided things. He provided more than probably monetary gain, security, all these type of things outside of what he did for a living. But she automatically went to monetary gain, and that's a trigger for men. Mm. And I think that's why my initial thought was like, oh, now I see why she's single. And, I mean, to dig a little deeper, she had a fiancé, mm-hmm. an ex-fiancé, and I believe he was a white man. Which is a whole nother thing. Okay. And what about that is other? Well, because she was she she tried to defend herself saying like she was saying this as a motivator for the black for the black. Now race. I thought that was, was terrible to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, all right, so you're basically saying that the only way that a man will be of value to a high nobody ever says high level woman, but <laughs> a high level woman is if or, or I need to motivate men to want to desire to be that. And mm-hmm. I think one of the issues with that in millennial, like millennial dating, obviously I'm not dating. Um, but I think one of the issues with that from my peers that I talk to that are still single and still in the dating world yep. is that the expectation is so high that there are, and you could, and this is not even just what I know from people that are dating. This is what you see right. all over social media. This is why they saying cancel all podcasters and podcasters. <laughs> Podcasting is the, the new crack epidemic in the black community. <laughs> um but but because people are really they're not even actually i don't think people are really focused on podcasting for what podcasting can do versus how viral they can go and i think when you're looking at some of these posts i saw one today and a girl was like i gotta find out did i send it to you oh i hope i sent it to you but the girl was saying like um a man needs to be a man he needs to provide and i don't care if you need to get two three six you need to go get seven jobs and a part-time job and a side hustle so that you can give me what i want and Mm. i think that's the actual issue and i think that's where millennial men are looking at millennial women where it's like yo y'all have high standards and i i think 
there's one thing to say like this is my preference Mm -hmm. but I want to know when the preference started to become that because thinking of like meeting you at 20 Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking of I need a nigga that has all his life together right no definitely not I wasn't we wouldn't be together well, definitely, you know what I'm saying? But if I'm looking at it, if you are comparing me to that original video, right? I technically, in, in that relationship, in that circumstance, in that situation at that time, was the high-level woman. Mm-hmm. I had a government job, um, although I only worked in the summer. But it was like my summer, my summer income allowed me to come back to school with $10,000 saved up. That's not including what I spent over the summer. Mm-hmm. That's not including what I did over the summer. That's what I saved up. That's not what I had to pay for in bills or tuition and all that stuff like that. That's just what I had left over. Right. And you were making $50 a week. You were working work. You had a work study situation. And so when I'm looking at that in that situation, technically, I'm the high level person. Mm -hmm. Then while we're at school, you're doing work study and I'm I got a $200 a week check coming in from church. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so when you look at it, I'm the one bringing in the money, but I'm not looking at you for, and obviously we were younger. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about 20, 21, 22. And, but I'm not looking at you for that. Even when we moved to Atlanta and I came with my savings and you found a job, I wasn't looking at you like it took you what? Almost two months to find a job. Yeah. I was out here. I'm not looking at you saying, Oh, my man is a bum because uh, he can't find no job. You literally just graduated from college, literally just graduated. This was your first job out of college. We moved right after college. And so obviously that's not everybody's circumstance. If you're dating in your 20s and your early 30s, late 30s, that's not going to be everybody's circumstance. But I am very curious to know at what point did everything change to I need somebody that's established and why is that what you want? And typically when I talk to women who say that's what they want, it's only because they want to do nothing. So that I think that's what's triggering for men is that it's not coming from a high standard. It's coming from a high level of self uh, selfishness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There, there's no selflessness when it comes to you're only worried about like that statement you said about she want her man to work seven jobs to provide for her. To, no, just to give her what she wants. Just to give her what she wants. Provide for me is something else. Yeah, yeah, because a man Pro- wants to provide regardless. But providing is necessity. Exactly. Providing is not about wants. It's, it's about, about needs. Wants. Exactly. It's about and so for her needs. to say, "Give me what I want." If you ask her, if you ask her in that moment, I'm pretty sure if the video was extended and somebody said, "What do you want?" It's never going to be a roof over my head, food on my plate. <laughs> it, that, that's not the stuff that is yeah. being discussed anymore it's about having the luxury vacation trips i want to you know yeah. trips on trips on trips i want you to take me shopping i want to be going to nice dinners it's like most of uh, let me not say most prior to prior to like 2018 2019 i had never been to a ruth chris <laughs> that's crazy yeah me you know too. what i'm saying my i thought carabas was great because that was like the high level my, my, that my parents used to go to Ruth Chris by themselves. Oh, wow. <laughs> the first time my fa- parents went to Fogo Day Child, we paid for it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? But I we had never that. even been. Yeah, we had never been. You there. know what I'm saying? And th- I think uh, me, you, my brother, and my sister, we all put up for like giving them a gift card for their anniversary. We sent them to Fogo Day Child. But you and I had never even been. The first time we went to Fogo Day Child was when you got your car with your refund check from college you know what i'm saying so it's like we're looking at the aspects of okay when do most women before this current lifestyle that everybody wants to live and it's all curated for the gram it's like i want the real Hmm. i want to be able to show the lifestyle i want to be able there was another clip i'm gonna have to we're gonna put these all in there obviously on married at first sight 
It's a show I watch all the time. And this is where, for those of you who aren't familiar with the show, it's where couples do this experiment or individuals do an experiment where they have experts match them with who they believe their perfect match would be. And they get, they meet at the altar, they get married and they do this experiment for eight weeks. And after eight weeks, they decide if they want to stay married or get divorced. Right. There's this one couple, young lady, she's a realtor, Mm -hmm. Nashville realtor. Doesn't say she's successful. Doesn't say she's not, but she's a realtor. Okay. And her match, he is, um, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her match, um, he is like a adjunct type, pro- like he works in the admissions department of a college. Okay. Yeah. He's and, in education. Right. So he's in education, but he's also still in school. So she takes him to a house to do some dream building. Like, I, and they're walking around and talking about their future. I can see, you know, us having kids here and this room will be for this. We can have Thanksgiving in this big old kitchen. And then they sit down and she said, yeah. As long as we, you know, continue this marriage, you have to get us a house. You have to buy us a house. And he's like, I will have to buy it? Mm-hmm. So I can say my husband bought me a house. So you don't want to have no parts in helping me buy the house? I mean, I'll be on the deed. How does that work? Oh, it works every day in marriages. You've been married before? In other people's marriages I know about. Their husband bought them a house, a car. Shaquille left Save to work towards buying a house together. It was just a, Shaquille, no, you gonna buy me a house. Yeah. Stuck on the buying, buying you a house. Uh, I want to buy. You said you. You uh, said buy my wife a house. Yeah. And so I feel like everything is now, if if as if men have not already felt like my value is only in what I can give you monetarily, and yeah. sexually. We're making it known that that's all you I want from you in the first. I was place. gonna say that that's why it was so triggering for men. I believe because men already put their value on on things that they can provide monetarily. So mm-hmm. when you dismiss a whole entire group of people, now it's like, okay, then what if that's all you want from me, that's all you that's all you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And if that's all you want from me, why do I need to be why why do I need to be in this relationship and commit to you? Because at that point they're feeling used. You know what I'm saying? And because she was so dismissive to uh, one group of people, it to me it just it just looked it looked like a bad look. It looked like okay, she's not going to find somebody because not because her standards is too high. Mm-hmm. It's it's because she's not thoughtful enough about the other person. Interesting. Elaborate. So, like what you said, am I willing to am I willing to build somebody? Now, granted, she is old. She's older woman, so. Right. People in her pool more than likely would have something together. They would have, you know, held themselves together. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: she fell for the trap that Yama gave her. Easy. I mean, Ariana, because I mean, she dropped the bait right in front of her. She jumped right into the trap because the bus driver she wasn't using that. Um, she wasn't using that uh, as a legitimate like, legitimate thing. It was figuratively speaking. Mm-hmm. It was it was a, a metaphoric thing. Mm-hmm. It was to see where your mindset was, mm-hmm. and that's what she was trying to get to her and try to get to, get her to see is that that's the issue. It's it's not that you don't want somebody that, that drives a bus. It's that your mindset um, literally repels you from the men that you say that you want. You want security. You want a provider. Mm-hmm. You want a hardworking man. You want somebody that that's uh, going to be about you. But then 
as soon as they have they don't have this one thing, the X off the list. Mm. Yeah. And it's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. And if it continues to be a deal breaker, you're gonna find yourself in in endless uh, these dead end relationships, honestly, mm-hmm. because everyone's not gonna have everything. That's true. And you can't have everything at one time. <laughs> how do you? How do you? Well, I guess as an advocate for the other side, though, it's like, what do you? What do you say to the person? And could, this could be men or could be women, um, but what do you say to the woman that already has feel? You know, feels like I have built up my life in particular. What do you say to that woman where she doesn't feel like my standards aren't high? It is my preference at this point. If I'm a celebrity, let's say she's a actress or she's on, you know, let's say she's on Tyler Perry Sisters or something like that. Mm-hmm. What am I? Am I supposed to say now? Oh, okay, cool. I'm cool with being with a garbage man. Is that what men are looking? Is that what, what was the proper response is basically what I'm saying. What should she have said for men to not have felt so offended? Um, I think it's a, uh, how she could have responded more so could have been um, more, not, not, not apologetic, but more so um, sincere about, I understand the question that you're asking me. Like what I did a bus driver. I need more uh, for her. She should have asked for more context because she was about to go down rabbit hole. But anyway, the the better response would would be to acknowledge the hardworking man mm-hmm. and be like, I understand that you know being a bus driver that's a hard that's a hard job. That's a hardworking a hardworking man making an honest living. And I want any man that makes an honest living. Mm-hmm. She could have left it. I want any man that makes an honest living. But that's not what she wants. That wouldn't have been Here's true to what she was also saying the owner makes an honest living the bus driver makes an honest living it his, his thing it's inclusive but but still seclusive to her to her need and her want mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying but it's still an inclusive thing so for me so am i being superficial about also saying i would act no 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 so it's it's not about that i think i think this is where i i think women are getting it confused it's that it's not what it's not what you said, it's how you say it. And then in the tone she said it and all the things that came with it afterwards. Because she tried to she she went down this rabbit hole of of why she, she said what she said, but it wasn't it wasn't helping it was making it worse. It was making everything worse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And too many times they say like this is my preference. Yes, that's your preference. But acknowledge why things haven't been working for you thus far. Because if it was your preference, you would have it. Mm-hmm. If if that's if that's what you attract, you would have it. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no um, there's no one there's no self reflection, but there's also no accountability to as to why these women that that may have this standard, whatever the standard is, why you're not catching the standard that you that you set so high for yourself. Maybe your standard is too high. No maybe you're not the standard that you're looking for. I, I, I agree with that a thousand percent because you, you, I feel like it's like, what was that movie? Think like a man mm-hmm. where Taraji is her. And yes. She's yeah, the, that's she's exactly the, the, the character. The big she's playing. CEO, the boss, you know what I'm saying? Um, you got everything together. It was a good depiction of that, that example right. of that relationship. That was a good depiction. He's a waiter. Of it in real life. He's a waiter. 
Yeah. You don't know that because you just see him outside. Exactly. Just regular. He's a waiter. You bomb got the bomb d <laughs> he's a great guy you love his personality and then you find out he's a waiter you find out what he does but she didn't realize his goal was it, what she started to fall in love with before she got superficial and saw somebody who she thought was now of caliber mm-hmm. and that she should have been with based off of her standards she started to fall in love with where he saw himself going, which goes back to the whole thing that we always talk about is being willing to build with somebody. And although you, she was already established, she could buy into, this is just his circumstance right now, but this is where he wants to go. And I think one of the biggest things for me when it came to being with somebody is being with somebody who I knew wanted to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And one of the first conversations you and I had had, um, I think that first summer, that we was talking was like, yo, what do you want Hmm. to do? You know what I'm saying? Like you're in school for business. I sure as hell didn't know what I wanted to do, (laughs) but I wanted to know what you wanted to do. And when you started talking about philanthropy and I just want to be a full-time investor Mm -hmm. and neither of us knew what that would look like. None. Yeah. Not at all. But I feel like even down to every opportunity, business opportunity, things that were coming my way, it was easy for me to remember like, oh, this is perfect. This 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 is actually curated towards both of us because his objective is to be a full time investor. I remember we first moved, we went to this rich dad, poor dad um, investment. event or whatever i invested into the investment classes and i only invested because you had to work you know what i'm saying like i went because you had to work but i know that's what he wants i know that's where he sees himself even now to this day like we literally just had a conversation on sunday of like or monday one of those days where we were talking and we were just like what's the new vision Mm -hmm. for our family typically people only talk about this in new years what where do we see see ourselves what what is what is the next thing um because we have spent so much time curating our life around what was next but we kind of got away from that thing and we got away from building a vision together but as a woman when you have a man that tells you where he sees himself, regardless of where he is, there's something about that that can always give you security, even if there is none, mm. if you trust him, mm. if you choose to trust him. Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, for some t- sometimes it's like, that's not enough for me, which is cool if that's what you think um, or what you feel. But I think security comes in knowing that he sees himself going somewhere. That's why in all those older movies, that's why I say when did things change? Because even when you go back to stuff like Think Like a Man, Steve Harvey, everybody's like, Steve Harvey, you all here giving out too much game. You all here telling them all our business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, that's where women started asking, well, what's your five-year plan? <laughs> what's, your, what's your 10-year plan? And although, but it's like, y'all didn't like it, but it's like, I want to get into the, your, your mind. Show me, show me how to feel secure in your vision. Show me how to feel secure. It might, I'm not looking to see where you are today if that's not where you see yourself. And I think, I think from a man's perspective, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I think men have gotten away from that too because they're so there's such this sour taste in their mouths of women only want me for my money. Yeah, I think I think yeah, it's, this is a two sided thing. Men have gotten away from um, being a visionary or explain or having a, a not even having a plan, explaining their plan and their vision uh, to a woman. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also on the flip side of that women have not um, positioned themselves to be a helpmate. 
Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what m- men are looking for. They're looking for a helpmate. They don't like Taraji P. Henson and and um what what was his name? Mike Ely mm-hmm. in that movie. He didn't care how much money she made. Mm-hmm. He didn't care she was this big CEO and was, you know, had a, had this crazy life. He didn't care about any of that. What he cared was, was she going to accept him for what he did and then believe in him for what he wanted to do? Was she going to help him get to, to that place? That's all he cared about. But as soon as she found out about what he did for a living, she only cared about status. And but, that's where women mess up. They care about status too much. Which is true. But I think what, what has to happen sometimes is you have to see what status gets you, which is where mm. Morris Chestnut comes in Let's there on dark and chocolate. And he got on his nice, clean suit. He take her to the fancy restaurant she used to eat at, blah, 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 where he's also still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and what she realized is that the status was just as superficial and there was no conversation. He didn't ask her once about her. Exactly. I was about to say that. Yeah. And he only talked about himself. Business and himself. Business himself and centered. Money and how great he was at that point. Because he is that. He has done all that. He has done all that. Yeah. Um, and he's not really looking for anybody to believe in him because he's believed enough in himself li- to get yeah. to where he got to exactly. without a woman. So now it's finding a woman that could just fall in line with who I, the greatness that is me. He's he's actually like more than, he's he cautious of you now because you you uh, are a threat to his wealth. You're a threat to his. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> you're more of a threat to his superiority. Yeah. His superiority you're more a threat of, like, it's like when you look at that kind of situation, he's is he looking at, I don't want to bring you around my guys because I don't want them talking to you about your business. And that's when you end up with couples that are subconsciously in competition with each other oh, for yeah. no reason. But I think there's another element of high level, high successful people being in relationships where it's like, if I am somebody that is super successful and I have high level success, I want to be with, and I've heard this from my friends that are, are multimillionaires. It's like, I want to be with somebody of that standard simply because I need them to have their own thing I don't need them waiting around and like waiting on me to be done with what I got going on or I need somebody who also has that same level of ambition at least mm-hmm. or hunger or drive or whatever so that you're not looking at me saying I'm working too hard I'm working too long I'm doing all this. like we have a mutual understanding because you too are in pursuit of your goals and your right. vision so so just going back to you know, her her initial response I think that's a this is what happened is that she was thinking about she was thinking about okay if he's an owner he has the ambition but if he's the bus driver he doesn't have any mm-hmm. and i think this is what what you're saying is that just because he's he's not at a status that you may you may want him to be at mm-hmm. doesn't mean that he's not looking to go towards you know upgrading his life and growing growing his wealth and growing himself mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that he 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 doesn't want those things. And I think sometimes we, you know, we can equate that. This is, you know, men and women, we can equate that to if they have a regular job, you know, especially today. Like Ooh, people we, think having a, a a job is is like the worst thing in the world. That by me, you got the like, you got the steadiest income though, but don't mind me. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you make people make it seem like, okay, this person working a job, or they ain't got no ambition, they want nothing better for themselves. Like that is not the case. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. You don't you don't ever get to know that because you don't get to know them. You don't need, you know what I'm saying? You you'll never be able to know what their aspirations are, their desires are, 
and their potential and their skill sets and where you can actually fit yourself in there and help them actually attain some of those goals. You don't get to even experience that because you, you already X them out. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that contributes to the issue of, you know, one dating nowadays. Now, of course we don't know completely how to date and see yeah. this, but we have friends and we ask dating. them all the time that are dating and we ask them all the time, like, we're like what's the experiences? And, People are experiencing this. People are not getting to know one another. They're sizing each other up more than anything. Right. And and I think it's kind of disheartening because it's almost like, yeah, yeah, it's cool to to um to take your time, but you you don't need to be on the job interview your first date. Yes. I don't think you need to be on a job interview. I think you need to enjoy the moment. Yes. Enjoy no, enjoy the moment. <laughs> And get and get to know this person because you asking them all these different questions of of okay, was this was this plan was this plan was this plan? Well, life changes. But I also you know think that's not real life. That I get what you're saying, but I also think it's how the question is asked. Mm -hmm. The way you just gave it was definitely in a interview style manner. It's like for me, it's like, what do you do? Right. You know now, if, I, if I did trash, let's let's do it. Let's let's let's. <laughs> not, let's I mean, I'm reacting. Let's role it, but play. We're not gonna role play, but all right. But, but if I told you, if you asked me what I did, and I told you, I I'm a sanitation engineer. <laughs> that's that's the name of the term. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is, I, I a thousand percent wouldn't know that that was a garbage man. You wouldn't, but that's that's the job title, sanitation engineer. Okay. What would be your response? Well, again. In in my real time response, yeah. I don't know that a sanitation engineer is a garbage man. Well, I pick up trash for a living. Okay, how long you been doing that? <laughs> you laughing already? How long you been doing that? It's the fact that you are laughing already. It's no, like, no, no, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. No, but I'm laughing at how this is going. Five plus years. What's what's the silence? Because now, because because oh, what also, men can see, no, what men can see in real time is the actual thought process to a woman when they hear something that they don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's well, part thing? of me, looking at you in particular right now, part of me thinks you're lying. <laughs> part of me feels like you're testing me, <laughs> which could be true. That could um, be true too. The other aspect of this for me, I'm out of touch. <laughs> My game is a little off right now. No, I understand that. Because um, typically I feel like I would have something to say, but I wasn't expecting that, which I get it. But it's like, okay, cool. I mean, like. It's not nothing. I, I don't want to know what you would respond. I want to know what would you be thinking. Oh, what would I be thinking? Um, this date is going nowhere after this. this. Is that what you're thinking? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no. If if it home. was me today, perhaps, I could, I, I could say um, that could be my thought that this. But I also, I mean, that's all. That's about me literally judging you just just off of what you do. What if I really like you as a person? Obviously, I thought you were attractive enough for me to go on a date with you. Exactly. So what more is there to you? And this is also me speaking from hindsight, because I might not feel that in that moment when you drop that bomb of being a garbage man. And that's why I said what I said. And when she answered that question of would you date a bus driver, she said she should have just said no. That's not my preference. However, I don't think I think if that's the beginning of our conversation, I got a long way to go, especially if you pick me up. 
So I better find something else to talk mm. about besides just what you do for a living and how I might not enjoy that that's your job. You didn't right. come here smelling like garbage. So <laughs> right. obviously that's okay. You know, so, you know, I, I think in my current age, now this depends on how old I would have been. Cause there was a period of time where I, I thought I was shallow because I couldn't deal with somebody based off of how they dressed. Got it. That was a real thing for me. Um, I remember you telling me that. Yes, like it was a real thing for me of like, I just, I didn't, first date, got out the car, attire was just wow. And I'm just like, I can't do this. Just off the outfit. But I already had been talking to them. This is why you see shows like Love is Blind. Man. And, and you know what I'm saying? I already like, liked them for them. Already liked you for your conversation or, you know, we we vibed already. Didn't know that that was how you looked. That's funny. I know how you look. I'm obviously attracted to you. Yeah, yeah. But this right here, <laughs> I wasn't ready for. Um, you know, and in my mind, because I thought I was being superficial, because I thought I was being stuck up about that, was one of my determining factors of dating an individual was because I didn't want to feel like I was being shallow because I didn't like something about them. Hmm. Which didn't actually work out in my favor. You know what I mean? Because... That was not my preference from the get-go. My thought was, oh, I could change it. Well, maybe if I put the clothes on you, if I buy the clothes, if I, if I, if I give put on you what I like. But then you got to have style to wear clothes. So this is your preference, though. You're talking about your preference. What or, I'm saying or is, what your thought process. My was preference as... was not your style. Like your style was not my preference. And from just that, I did not want to be on this date. I did not want to talk to you. We've been talking for a while at this point. Mm -hmm. But based off of that, I no longer want to be here. Gotcha. But because I thought that was superficial, I said, "Okay, how can I change it?" Got it. Which makes it worse because now. It don't get changed. I just put, I just dressed it up, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is important to be honest to say that's not my preference because you might end up in something for years at a time over trying not to seem shallow. So let me ask you, if, if you're, so if you're her and you're making, and you have made seven figures, mm -hmm. what is it that a woman like that wants? Like what, what are they actually looking for? I don't know. I built for with mine. You know what I'm well, saying? Yeah, I, I get that. But I'm saying like, think think of it uh, as a woman being established. I think I would want somebody I who even step just you know you just in your career, right? I think I would want somebody that's also steady in their thing. Mm -hmm. Or even if you're in transition or you're in pivot, like you know what you want, right, right, and right. you're working towards a thing. For me, it's always this is just my personal my personal preference is to see pursuit mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, even if you become successful at something. Even if you make a lot of money doing it, you could literally wake up. We have both experienced this. You can wake up tomorrow and no longer want to do that thing. You have said countless times on the show that you didn't want to do what was making you the most money you had ever made. And one day you woke up and said, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Everything is great. Yep. There's nothing wrong. Everything is great. <laughs> Everything is up. I just don't want to do this no more. So for me, it will be more so about you being in pursuit of said thing, you being okay um, in mastery, but having a plan. I grew up in a household um, with a father who was always about having a plan. And so I think for me, that's a really big thing. No matter who you are, I need to know you have a plan because 
what I am looking for is security. What I am mm-hmm. looking for is protection. And security isn't always monetary. Security is sometimes just in your vision. Because I do want to follow somebody who trusts enough in themselves. I need something to believe in, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's just my preference. I want to have somebody to believe in. I want to give my love to somebody's vision. I want to give my love to somebody's mind. I want to give my love to what you want mm-hmm. and want you to believe enough. You go back. There's so many movies that depict this. Taraji obviously is typecasting. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> and you think about Acrimony. Acrimony is one of my favorite movies, favorite Tyler Perry films. Um, but in Acrimony, right Mm -hmm. she's with this dude he's telling her about all his goals all his visions trying to come up with this invention trying to come up with this thing for years they are married she for years they she invested all of her money in him Mm -hmm. and he cheated on her one time one time yeah or i mean at the beginning of their relationship cheated on her and she becomes bitter over time it's also important who's in your life who's speaking to you because i think sometimes those conversations and those comments aren't direct from you Mm, sometimes it's it's about who you with who they with or who they want and now we can all attach ourselves to other people's opinions other people's thoughts and so based off of me bringing said person around my friends but i know they want a high level man and so if i bring around the garbage man or the bus driver how they gonna see me I was like, is the social pressure? Yeah, I was about to say a, a lot of it because because the situation that happens is in this movie, her sisters are married to men that own a business together, a family business that they all work. Mm-hmm. They're not better off though, because mm-hmm. it's not like they're 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 more successful. It's not like they're making more money. But this is the thing that they have a business. Right. They have a job. You know, they have a steady income. They have a job or whatever. So to her sisters, it looks like their husbands are doing better. Right. Because he's still trying, trying and trying. He's trying he's trying to invent this thing. He's trying to sell it. He's trying to sell it. it, right? Now that I got it to work, right. now I got to still shop it around. Mm-hmm. And she becomes bitter in having to work while you just out at home still trying to figure it out. And it's still not working for decades. For, for, was it decades? It was because you got to remember well, they met in high school. Yeah, that's or true. early college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and even if you say it was 30, okay. 32, let's say it was 30. But you've been together since she was 18. Yeah. Still you know, least a that's, decade. That's, that's over a decade that I've been watching this and hearing people talk trash to me about even believing in you. Yeah. So yep. what happens in the movie, for those of you who haven't seen it, spoiler, obviously I've given you the full movie <laughs> at this point. But what happens is he finally becomes successful. Yep. He finally sells it. And everything that he said he wanted to give her, she had already divorced him by then. Yeah, she already left him. She didn't, she didn't want nothing to do with him. She divorced him. And after the divorce... Right before his divorce, actually, there was a friend of his, actually the woman he had cheated with (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, when they were kids. She sees him out of nowhere while he's shopping his stuff around. And she literally just spoke life into that man Mm. and said, don't give up, don't quit, whatever. And he didn't cheat with her or nothing like that again. He went home to his wife, but he believed in himself a little bit more, but it wasn't from who he needed it from. Exactly. And what happens is she's so bitter. She's so upset. And she is so resentful that she feels like she's wasted her life believing in you. As soon as she decides to call it quits, everything that you needed took off. 
So now I'm watching another woman live the life you said you was going to give me after I was the one who invested all my time and money into waiting for you to finally pop off. Literally, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so in this, now it's like, well, now he has become successful. Now he has all these things that he said he wanted to give me and the vision that I have been believing in for so long. But I stopped speaking life into it over time because it wasn't quick the other issue is that we're in a popcorn society we want to see somebody start a business tomorrow and be, and, and be rich the, <laughs> yeah. on by wednesday you know what yeah. i'm saying and so because of that now if you tell me you have a business i need to see you working towards and i need to see it making money in the next five months mm-hmm. and if it's not then then we got a problem what are you what are you doing right and so that is a perfect example of like I'm like, so what's the what's the lesson in that? You the lesson is how long can you believe in somebody? And that's why I said I want to give my love to you mm-hmm. in the sense of believing in you. Mm-hmm. When you wanted to do fashion, all right, I'm about a nigga. So sewing machine. Yeah, I remember that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, you said you want to make shirts and your sh- you you go into your friend's house to use their sewing machine so you can make clothes and blah, blah, blah. Okay, let me go get you one. This is your birthday gift. You know what I'm saying? Um, when it was investing, it's like, all right, cool, let's go to this rich dad, poor dad thing, or here's what I learned, or here, let's start learning about Forex, even when it's like, even when you, you've you been focusing on mastering that now, yeah. and and it's been, even when it doesn't go good, Yes. do I say, at what point are you going to get us up? Mm-hmm. Or do I say, what do we need to do to do it again? Right. What do you need? Yeah. What did you learn? Because it's a crazy journey. You know. What How I'm do you get better? Like, yeah. what do you need from me? How can I support you? Because I understand what speaking life into the one, the person that you love, the person that you want to love or the person that you want to be with speaking life into believing that like you tell me, what does that do for you as a man that somebody believes in you, even if you don't win this time? I think that's that's what men need most. And unfortunately, that's what they do not receive the most. You know what I'm saying? And for, like I was saying earlier, men, they need a helpmate. They need somebody that can pour um, life into them. Not, they don't care about anything that, that a female has or could do for them. They don't, they don't really care about that. They really honestly care about, does this woman care for me? Um, does she speak life into me? And can she can she help me get to where I know I want to get to in order for us to be better? Mm-hmm. That's solely what men care about. And when you think about um, men that have wives, they typically, those those women, those women typically personify that. Mm. And for any woman that's out there now, that maybe you, you, you get into relationships and it kind of ends and you don't know why you keep going through the cycle, it's time to take self reflection mm-hmm. and see am i being that for any man that comes into my life mm-hmm. have i been that for men in my life mm-hmm. and if the answer is no it's not it's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. now we know what to fix now we know what to change do you think that's why there's been such a recent conversation on social media podcast <laughs> social media and podcast where men are saying what does she bring to the table yeah, um, I think it's a bit annoying uh, when women say, like, what does she bring to the table? But this is what they mean. Mm-hmm. They don't mean what does she bring physically. We understand you're independent. We understand you got your own. We understand you can provide a life for yourself. That's not what we care about. When they say, can, what do you bring to the table? He's saying, what love do you bring to the table? 
what kind of love are you willing to share with me? Are you selfish? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, can can I count on you? Can I can you be my emotional support? Can you be my peace? Mm. This is what they're saying. That's that's what they're asking. Can you bring to the table? Can you provide a safe space for me? Can you believe in me when I don't believe in myself? These are the things that men are asking when they say, what does she bring to the table? And women are so triggered sometimes when they hear it because, but men only say it because that's what they hear. From, that's what they hear from women. Mm-hmm. And it's this constant battle. And until we start understanding each other and understanding what each other really need, one within a relationship, but also in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. and commitment, then we can begin to kind of move out this 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 craziness that's going on because I I feel like it's a lot of men against women today. <laughs> it is, and I think that's why content a lot of and everything people, else. That's why people are trying to swear off a of podcast because <laughs> don't don't buy these black folks no other microphones. Yeah, <laughs> take them off the off the market because I think it's the narrative that's being painted around relationships versus um and i think that's what you know what we want to do is obviously spread love and 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 give language to help people effectively communicate i think that's one of our biggest um goals with what we're doing is how can we help people get the proper language that we're utilizing that we're learning in real time you know what i'm saying which you know like i said it's like being able to support a person Mm -hmm. um you know and i think even when we talked about supporting and couples and relationships, I remember talking to my mom um, before and like her knowing my dad wanted to pursue something, but she knew he wouldn't do it without her, Mm -hmm. but she had no desire to do that. And this is where you have that, that stronghold and couples having battles where it's like, why won't you join me in this endeavor? It's like, I support you in doing it. Go out and be great. <laughs> Go out and be great. <laughs> Go out and be great. Do your thing. But I don't need to be a part. I don't have to. I have no desire to also do said thing with you. Don't force me to do it. If that's what you need to win, tell me what you Mark. need me to do as a supporting cast to help you win while you go do that. That's real. That's real. Yeah. So I guess this is the part of the show, the comment section. Yes. Uh, where we, you know, we just take a, a question from our audience that might have been said in the past and, you know, last season or this season coming mm-hmm. and uh, see if it pertains to this episode. So talk to me. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, all right. So this is how has technology and online dating influenced your dating standards and experiences? Now, how do we answer that? We're not dating, but but I, OK, let, let's think of from this perspective. We have friends that are dating. We have we see people all day online that you know that are dating that are out here, mm-hmm. um, dating each other. Now, what do you think from just seeing what you see on social media today? How do you think that would influence somebody's expectation in going on a first date or just dating in general? Well, I definitely think the the original thing is like you're putting all your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. off top um i think prior to social media dating or like online i guess i don't think we really did the online dating thing we just utilize like what's it what's his ig what's his profile like blah 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 yeah, snapchat. and um yeah snapchat for us but i think what it does is like you have a curated version of said person because all you're going to see is their greatness um all their highlighted moments um their best dresses their best attire um their best moments in life so 
you go in with it. You could go in with an expectation of this is who I expect you to be. Now we in a relationship and I experience you with your first stresses. Mm-hmm. And I think because of what social media is and it being a highlight reel overall, just in general in life, um, I think there's a lot more relatable content these days, but most content is literally your highlight moments. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that now in a relationship, if I meet, if I meet that version of you, and that's, that's not even just because of online dating, that's just in general. Um, I think what relationships really have to be focused on is, can I deal with how you deal with your stress? Mm-hmm. Can I deal with how you are um, with your parents? Um, what happens if you have a conflict with one of your siblings or you have a conflict on your job? I remember there was this one time on your job where my car had broken down. We first moved to Atlanta um, and my car had broken down and your boss would not let you leave. You were down the street. Yeah. You were literally probably like six minutes from where I was stranded right, with a car that could blow up. And your boss was like, no, you can't go. And how frustrated you were with that. You know, in the sense where you could have smacked that man and <laughs> lost your job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, how do you deal with, how do I respond to you already being in a high stress moment and vice versa? Um, how do you deal with finances? I think, you know, you don't know that from social media. Yeah. If I see that you're a, a guy that travels a lot, what is now my expectation? Mm. Because it's different when you're traveling by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> we be like you know these listen uh, when you have a lot of friends that you love and people that are in your life and they birthed like this year before i got pregnant everybody was having a birthday trip <laughs> we was gonna be in denver in january cancun in february uh man so many so many and so it's like when you have like it's different so look but when it's two of us, you know what I'm saying? Cancun, it was it was fifteen hundred dollars a person. Cool. Cool. But if I'm a duo, Woo. and I'm not a duo, like I'm not a two separate household, we dating duo. Where right. you can come with your money, I come with my money. That's this is our house money regardless. Yeah, yeah. And so I think like, you know, it's like understanding how people deal with finances. How do you deal with stressful financial situations? It's a lot that I think you just look at people in perfection. Based yeah. off of how you see they've been living their life before you. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I'm like, social media is just it's giving false sense of reality and um, false sense of standards to mm. people. Um, so you 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 have this expectation that um, every woman has to look a certain way. Mm. Every man has to uh, be driving something or a Lamborghini. <laughs> Or have a certain status, and and this is what is perpetuating the um not the, the the stereotypes, but also the the expectation when it comes to now getting in a relationship or just dating in general. Or if he ain't doing this in the third, or if she ain't doing this in the third, then this person is is one. This person isn't a good person, or this person isn't a good person to date, or I, I to hell with them. Like no, nah, like we we have to now get into reality of. What do I actually need from someone? I think wants are still valid for? too, though, because wants are valid. Yeah, I say that because in the city of Atlanta, everybody wants to go to brunch. Everybody wants to smoke hookah. Blah, blah blah blah. Like everybody wants to go to the club. Let me not say everybody, but there's a lot of people. It's the that culture. Want the culture is the club, hookah, brunch. I'm always down for a good brunch, and I'll hit a little hookah here and there. Um, and I'm definitely gonna have an edible everywhere I go if I'm not pregnant, obviously. But, yeah. <laughs> um. I don't want to go to the club. 
And I personally don't want to be with somebody who wants to be in the club. Who wants to be in the club. That yeah. does not match. That's not that's not a perfect match for me. And not that that's wrong, that that's what you want to do. That's just not what I want to do. Now, am I going to go here and there? Yes. But my preference, my desire, my vibe ain't a club vibe. That's not something I desire to do. I never have. I've never been that person. Yeah. I've gone plenty of times, and every time, I don't want to be there. My perfect match is Malcolm Garrison, who definitely didn't want to go in the first place and only went because sure. I wanted to go. You know what I'm saying? What was the last club we went to? Um, I think the last club. club, club was it we Houston? Yeah, that was in Houston. I hated it. Oh, man. Malcolm wanted to go the minute we, he was like, why do we even come? I hated it so much. I mean, because people just, it's 100 people in this small ass section. No one's dancing. Everybody's on their phone. And for me, anybody that like really party with me, I'm Mark, a dance. He you know what I'm saying? For the party, I y'all. dance for real. So <laughs> I do dance. Like, what are we doing? If we're not doing that, then we need to go home. This is stupid. Everybody trying to look too cool. But you know, that's me. He know that. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like I think there's a there is needs, but there are also wants. Like I I want to be with somebody who is at least similar to me. Um, now that's not to say if your guys came to town and they like, yo, bro, we going to the club, and you're like, uh, babe, I'm going to the club, or I'm going to the strip club. I'm not gonna be like, how dare you? You know that's not what we do. I'm like, I don't care. Have fun. If you want to go watch the game with your guys, I'm like, can you take Kaden? Like, is it a house thing? I definitely hate that. <laughs> That's too damn bad. That's my meantime. I know. Especially when he's older, it'd be a lot better, though. For sure. But, yeah, like, I think it's needs and wants. But I get what you're saying. Like, what do you need? What type of person do I want to be with? What type of person is going to make me better? And I think that's what is most important when it's talking about, like, who my who is. It's just they with open mind. You know what I'm saying? They, they more with open mind, not with... Um, these tickers. Everything doesn't have to be cookie cutter. Everything doesn't have to be established. Established. You That's know what good. I'm saying? Yeah. Like everything doesn't all have to be all together. Um, because I think I, I would love somebody that was established, but I also love being able to build with you. So it's like even in your mm-hmm. establishment, like what are we going to do though? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like even if we're talking about us meeting at thirty. Yeah. With all that we've done, all that we've developed, all that we created, let's say we have our separate incomes, blah, blah, blah. But still, what are we going to do? Because if I'm going to be with you, I want to be with you. Yeah, it makes sense. Got a life lesson? Um, Yeah, like be you and (laughs) be open, like have your preferences. All of those things are great, but... Um, I do think women are taught to have this checklist that's a part of what we see in movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything is curated to creating this perfect person. And a lot of times I think when you're focused on your perfect person, you don't realize that the person that you might not be expecting is the person that has the things that you don't know you need. And those are the best relationships I've found when you find somebody like that's what completion is. It's not what you thought. Mm-hmm. completion is the person that meets needs that you didn't know you needed until that person was coming to meet them. Yeah. Um. So you do have be just be free. Um. Have an open mind, have your preferences, but be open to who can meet that. And if they're not to your standard at this point, who could they be? Who could they become? Who could, who could we become together? Mm-hmm. How do you elevate their life? You know what I'm saying? I always look at me like that. Like if I'm in your life, mm-hmm. I plan 
in some way, shape, or form, like for you to be better because I'm in your life. Mm. Not that I make your life better, but because of who I am, even if it's just to believe in yourself a little more today, even if it's a pick me up, even if it's a level of understanding, like how can I help you elevate and grow? And in order to do that, I have to be open minded to whether you have all the pieces in place or not. Yeah. I want to say, I think, I guess my life lesson is just to, to strip everything down like individually for yourself like who 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 are you what are your needs and can you meet the need of somebody else mm-hmm. before you're looking to one get into dating but if you start dating somebody what do I one what do I bring to the table and what can I help this person do within their life to help them um, you know reach the goals that they have and by doing that I have to be open and receptive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that, that's definitely <laughs> some present development stuff. Yes. <laughs> but I have to be open and receptive to what it is that they um, Any bring to the table, idea? who who they are, mm-hmm. what they do, whether I like it or not, is it is it okay? Mm-hmm. You know, as long as they ain't doing something illegal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's okay. That's okay for some people, though. Oh yeah, you know whatever, <laughs> but you know the the life lesson is just you know let's let's not be so stuck. so stuck and so ticky you know ticky tack with everything that everybody has to be perfect when we meet them. Um, nobody's perfect. Nobody's gonna have it all together. You don't even have it all together. <laughs> true, true. You know, if, if we if we bring it down to its to its truest form, you don't have it all together. So why expect somebody else to have it all together? Um, no matter how established you are, there are always areas that you can grow in and that this person probably needs help growing in. Mm. And you can be that person to help them um, if you choose, if you choose to. But you got to have an open mind to do it. I know we still be wrapping up, but I have another question for you quickly. Yes. Ooh. What? <laughs> when did that change for you and me? What? Like, what you just said, like the, I mean, obviously when we both met each other, we were not in the, we were not together for a relationship, but like, when did that change where you saw more to me than me or more to me than just sex or, you know what I'm saying? Like, where did it change where it's like, I need this person because she makes me better or whatever. I think it was that, that year that you was, you was, you know, graduated already and you was home working and stuff like that. And I was still uh, back at school, um, playing ball, and uh, I just knew I needed, I needed your presence. I needed you, and nothing. It was nothing else but like your presence. You brought, you brought me peace, clarity, and everything else. And I just knew something was different about you at that point in time. Like, this is my person. You know what I'm saying? You just know when somebody's your person. You are my person, and you wasn't physically there, all you know, all the time. Of course, you couldn't be, but. Um, that's when I knew when we had that separation. Cause so sometimes like the period of separation actually brings your heart closer. That's yeah. kind of what it was. That was me. Yeah. So hopefully your boy gets lucky tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this you better get some cutty tonight. <laughs> I did some cutty last night. <laughs>
Okay, this has been another one. Oh my gosh, it's been another episode of the So Let's Talk About It podcast. I am your co-host, Brittany Danell. And I'm Malcolm Garrison. And you can follow me on all platforms at Brittany Danell. You can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. And you can follow the show at So Let's Talk About It pod on all platforms. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe. If you like this episode, we want to hear from you. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, we have the questions where you guys can write your thoughts and give us your feedback on this episode and talk about what you thought in regards to what we talked about tonight. Um, and uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and write us a review. Please. So that we can continue to expand our message and our reach uh with what we want to talk about with the solos talk about a podcast and we'll see you guys on the next episode peace